Hi, I'm Sheena Johnson Cooper, Director of Marketing and Strategic Communication for Durham Public Schools. And I'm Crystal Kimson Roberts, Communication Specialist in the Office of Public Affairs. And have we got some stories to tell you. Welcome to Behind the Spark, a podcast produced by the Office of Public Affairs with the help of Digital Communication Specialist, Tony Cunningham, Jr. All of the stories that we have to tell you about students, staff, and teachers will educate and inspire you. Because we are DPS. Yep, that's us. Stay tuned. Today's special guest is our very own superintendent, Dr. Pascal Mabenga. Dr. Mabenga has led the school district since 2017, and since then, student achievement has made progress along with our school performance, um, which has been phenomenal, especially because DPS has such a strong commitment to equity, inclusion, and the social-emotional health of our students. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, The Durham community took notice with DPS's growth, um, and that means student enrollment. We saw those enrollment numbers climbing, um, which was very exciting. Unfortunately, we had a little detour um, with uh, the pandemic, but uh, Durham Public Schools is headed back on the right track thanks to Dr. Mabanga's leadership. Uh, Dr. Mabanga was honored by his peers in North Carolina as the North Central Regional Press Superintendent of the Year for 2020. He is a member of the College Board Superintendents Advisory Council, made up of approximately 30 superintendents across the country who share ideas and best practices about educational improvement. While the mode of education has changed drastically um, over the past few years for our staff and students, uh, public education's commitment to its students and supporting its teachers in this work is unwavering. And we are glad that you, Dr. Mabenga, are here. You're leading the charge for Durham Public Schools, and we are honored to have you with us today. Kicking off our inaugural episode, uh, we're excited to hear about your vision for Durham Public Schools and uh, your excitement about this upcoming school year. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Dr. Mabanga, I will start off this conversation by just asking you a little bit about yourself. You are our superintendent. You've been with Durham Public Schools since 2017, but you have been an educator for how long? I've been in education here in North Carolina about 25 years. Wow. So that means that if you were to start with day one and you started 25 years ago as a teacher, correct? That's correct. Okay. So you've had at least 25 first days. Does it ever get old? Every year is a challenge. Every year is an an exciting year. So this year is not going to be different. That's exactly right. And, you know, we've kind of tagged this year the best year ever. What do you look forward to as superintendent here in the Durham Public Schools for this best year ever? Thank you, Crystal, for that question. As I said, I've been in education for at least 25 years. I think I'm starting my 26th or 27th, uh, if uh, my memory serves me as well. Um, every year, um, as uh, I'm starting the new year, uh, I think I'm getting better every year. I think uh, I'll give credits to the experience of uh, lesson learned. Um, as a classroom teacher, I've learned some good lessons. Um, as an assistant principal, I've learned some good lessons, principal and so forth. So every year, I'm always a reflective person. I will reflect and say, what are the things that I need to make adjustment? For that reason, 
I think we had our blueprints, our strategic plan starting when I came in. Now I'm feeling, okay, we're in a good place. We are going to sunset our strategic plan, but I think this year is going to be special because we've learned our lesson in the last four years. And this year is going to be better and we're going to be able to mark pretty much all the metrics that uh, we decided uh, to put forth uh, when uh, we started our strategic plan. I'm really excited. Uh, lesson learned, reflective mind, and uh, the things, the adjustment that we made, I'm feeling very positive. Thank you for that. And, you know, I have three children, and I know you have children and grandchildren, and what I say to them is it's okay to make mistakes, just don't make the same mistakes over and over again. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you say as a leader that you're very reflective. That makes me feel good as a parent and a grandparent. Definitely. Uh, I can also use my experience as a father. Yes. As a grandparent as well. I have mm -hmm. uh, three children. They're grown. I have five wow. grandkids. That's wonderful. All right, so they are really precious. And uh, uh, one day I dream when I'm going to be home and really spending more time with them. So mm -hmm. as I interact with my uh, grandkids, yes, that's bringing my memories back again as I was a parent. The mistake I made as a parent, I've learned. And uh, sometimes I will just give my kids mm -hmm. some tips about, hey, these are the mistakes I made. These are the things I did really well. So you guys can try this with my grandkids as well. Mm -hmm. I don't play the role of the parents yes. anymore, but uh, uh, time to time still come to me for advice. So uh, yes. I'm loving it. I That's love that. great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You obviously love education. And with 25 plus years, I would be interested to know how much of being that teacher, that assistant principal, <laughs> principal, and now superintendent actually comes home. Like, do you take those lessons <laughs> that you would teach in the classroom and bring them home to your kids and grandkids? How did that work? Thank you for that. Uh, it's really hard to be in this profession and be able to completely disconnect. <laughs> it's really hard. As I will tell my uh, colleagues and uh, my cabinet and everybody that I work with, this is a 24-7 job. Yes. Mm -hmm. I always have myself and my work self on next to me. They may give you a call on the weekends. This is what happened to one of our staff members. This is what happened to uh, one of our students. You are always connected. Um, do I bring this home? Yes, I bring this home. But time to time, so I try to disconnect a little bit, try to do something with my grandkids, my wife, and my kids. And I sometimes pick up a hobby and just to be able to refresh myself so that I can be good for the school system when I come back on Monday. So you said a hobby, so what do you like to do in your spare time? Thank you for that question. I knew that was coming. Uh, I really enjoy playing, playing tennis. Oh. Um, yes, um, just good. Anytime I'm playing, tennis is really therapeutic for me. I love it. And uh, on top of that, I also play guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really enjoy, oh, yeah, I really enjoy playing guitar. And uh, I've been playing for the past probably three years I'm getting better every day. So I'm anytime in front of my guitar. So yeah. life is good. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, we so appreciate the fact that self-care is important to you as our leader, um, because I know that you will walk around and say, now, what are you doing this weekend? Are you going to disconnect? And it's just so important to hear that. 
um, from a leader. Um, but just kind of segueing into our next set of questions um, about you as a superintendent and what you really put first, you know, from a professional standpoint. One of the things you mentioned was student achievement, top of the of the priority list, correct? So you mentioned the strategic plan. How is student achievement woven and interwoven into that plan? Thank you for that question. Um, I always remind myself before I can remind um, everybody else that I work with, uh, we are here because of children. And I think even when you look at the way the state give us funds, it's based on how many students you have. That's always remind me we are here for the children. When it comes to student achievement, to me, that's so personal, very personal. Uh, I'll say this. Um, I was not born here. Mm-hmm. I was not born here. Mm-hmm. I'm here superintendent today. It's because of education. Wow. I really would like to give that opportunity to every single baby that's come to our buildings. Mm-hmm. Education can make a difference. All the credentials that I've been able to receive through my education, all the paper that I've been able to receive, no one will take it away from me. That's my education. That's Nobody exactly will take right. it away from me. Yes. That's the same favor that I would like to render to our students. In life, you're going to face challenges. You're going to encounter problems. But if you have your education, you'll be able to navigate all the problems and be able to find some possible solutions to your problems. Education to me is really important. Um, as North Carolina set up education, uh, the sound basic education by our constitution here, is making sure that our students, before they graduate from high school, they gotta be able to read, they gotta be able to write, they gotta be able to do arithmetics. Those are just the minimum. And I take it so personally. And I have to convey this message to my principals, going all the way down to the classrooms. These kids should leave us with this sound basic education under the belt. So personal to me. Um, Every day when I wake up coming to work, when I interact with my cabinet, when I interact with principals, I always make sure that our students that are under our care they are given the opportunity to get their son basic education. Mm-hmm. With that, they can branch out, go to career, they can go to military, and they can go to university. But we owe to them. Very important to me. Thank you for that. I know education was provided a, a path for you to achieve um, all the things that you already have. But when you started out in the classroom, did you always want to be a superintendent? Not at all. That's a good question, by the way. Um, I started as a classroom teacher. I really wanted to retire in the classroom. To be honest with you, I taught for eight years. My last year teaching, I was in Johnson County, Clayton High School. I remember that particular last classroom, I mean, that last uh, graduating class. There were probably somewhere around 350, 400. I, I taught. 70% 70% of those kids. Wow. Either they had me for Algebra 1, then they go to somebody else for, uh, for Geometry, then they'll come back to me for Algebra 2, and then I had most of them for Pre-Calculus. Mm-hmm. So, 
after doing it for eight years, uh, I've seen the impact that I had uh, every year, probably serving about 80 students. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at those are black, uh, probably 80 uh, first semester, not another 80 uh, second semester. Roughly about 160 that I will impact mm -hmm. every year. Then I realized, I said, wow, I can impact more students than just 160. Because at that time, Clayton High School, we had uh, roughly about 1,500 students. I said, I need to get into administration. All the good things that I've been able to, to experience with my students, I can scale it up to mm -hmm. another level. That's what really triggered me to get to administration. So years later, assistant principal, principal, consulted at DPI, then eventually I'm here as superintendent. So I really wanted to impact the larger group of students. That's why it got me out of yes. the classroom. But all the lessons learned, all the enjoyment, the fulfillment that I had in the classroom, I'm still having it today as superintendent. I look at myself, when I started as a classroom teacher, as educator for the younger kids, but when I get to superintendency, I still have the same mindset, educating adults, how they can be able to impact students all the way to the classroom. How do you keep from missing the kids? You talked about being in that classroom and obviously you love it and you love kids, you love students. So how do you make sure that you include that in your daily walk, in your daily journey? Thank you for that question. Um, prior to coming to Durham Public School, I was superintendent of Franklin County. Mm -hmm. um, folks will tell you, I was in those buildings every day. Coming to Durham, uh, it's a little bit different. A larger district, you got to make sure that you are empowering the people that work with you, your cabinet, your principal supervisors, so that they can also take those best yes. practices in the classroom. I wish I had enough time to be in those classrooms like I did in a small district, like I did when I was a principal. I had my daughters um, in my schools when I was principal mm -hmm. at a middle school. I mean, some of the colleagues would tell them, say, your dad is everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I could not stay in the office right. as a principal. Mm -hmm. um, even as a superintendent, I do my best, even though there may be a lot of uh, initiative, paperwork that I have to push at the central office. Yes. Every time I get opportunity every week, I go to the classrooms, make sure that I visit our schools. So I'm not disconnected. Right. Because anytime I go to school, I don't want to spend too much time just talking mm -hmm. with the principal. I really want to go yes. see how those babies are learning. Yes. That's wonderful. And that's mm -hmm. so important to see you out in the community, out at our schools, interacting with staff and students. Um, I even remember being a student very, very long ago. <laughs> And how meaningful that was when you could see the superintendent in your classroom. That was a big deal. Yes. And so if, if I still hold those fond memories, I know what that does for our students who see you front and center. The person who is responsible for leading the charge in there with them, um, helping make it happen. So thank you for that. Thank you. It, it really means a lot to see you out with our students and our staff. It's a part of my job. I'll say this mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. In the middle of the pandemic, um, one of our students, uh, I think that was Merrick Moore, yes. that came up with a video, six yes. feet. I went to see him. Yes. I was like, whoa, man, you are so talented. I was able to interact with him. 
I love to see the babies yes. and try to even encourage them say, you do good well, keep it up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a part of the job. I love it. Absolutely. I wish I could do more. Well, but, uh, there are some stuff that you have to push at the central office as well. Maybe we'll figure out how to clone yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know. But it sounds like you are doing a fantastic job. I've only been back since November. And Sheena and, and Tony and I began working together and have just been hopping, you know, just keeping up with what you're doing and what the what the school system is doing, what this board is, is you know, giving you entree to do. And so, you know, in addition to getting out and really seeing what's happening in the classroom, you're also taking the lead on some pretty big initiatives. The Growing Together initiative, for example, that's huge. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Really excited. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I just came from uh, another speaking engagement with Rotary. Um, great presentation. It was mm-hmm. really good. Growing Together, I think that's going to be one of um, the signature for my administration. Yes. 30 years. When the school merged, nobody wanted really to touch anything. If you're looking at a neighboring uh, district, almost every two three years, they have to adjust those lines. I think this uh, particular initiative was overdue. It's about time. Um, I was talking to my Rotarian uh, where I presented today. I said, look, there were, there were time when parents, they, they, they apply for one particular school. Mm-hmm. If their kids are not accepting that particular school, then they take off. But I think what we're trying to do with growing together, we're making sure that we break down those regions. And then you have, I'm not going to say repertoire, you have a menu of everything in every region. Yes. Now it's only for efficiency. You don't want students to be living north of the district, going all the way to stuff. That's a lot of time for our babies that they need to be home uh, on time. Yes. And instead of being on the bus for 90 minutes, even longer. So I'm really super excited about all this menu of choices that we're putting in every region. That's our parents will be super excited. And even the one that don't have kids and DPS, yes. it's about time for them to come back because we're going to have everything for every child. So super excited about this. Um, that is going to address even a lot of um, issues when it comes to student achievement because our babies, they're going to be fresh instead of staying, waiting for the bus at 5.30. The fact that so the proximity where they're going to school, that's going to help. And uh, being able to see that so we're starting elementary school together, there's a feeder there that so we're all going to be, everyone pretty much the same middle school. Mm-hmm. That's just going to build that camaraderie and those students, they will know each other since the younger age and matriculating to middle school and high school. So I'm just super excited about this. And then those families that thought, for whatever reason, uh, they did not get in, in the magnet school that they wanted, they're gonna have all those menus and the choices uh, in the district or in the region. So I'm really excited about this. It's great to hear that Durham Public Schools is being so forward-thinking and innovative as it relates to how we serve students in Durham. I think a lot of times we hear about the cool things that are happening in the classroom, but we as a district are doing yes. some really innovative things, and we're we're taking on challenges in a new way that perhaps some districts haven't, um, but it seems like this is the right time for Durham right now. Definitely. Durham's growing. 
Mm -hmm. uh, looking at some of the data in the next five years, we're going to have school age about 20,000 of them in Durham. Wow. So we have to be ready to be able to welcome all these students that yes. come in there. And then there are going to be a lot of folks also that will be deciding to move to Durham in the next two to five years. This is the place, and we are gearing up, getting ready to mm -hmm. be able to welcome all those families. And then on top of that, all these renovations that we're going to do with our buildings, yes. all these constructions, we just want to tell our families, this is the best place, and our facilities are going to look great. Mm -hmm. Send your babies, and they're going to be well-educated. Right. Well, in two weeks. Yeah. Lions Farm Elementary School <laughs> welcomes students for the very first time, and that's the first school that DPS has built in like a decade. And then next year, the new Northern High School is opening, which is a state-of-the-art facility. And then the year after that, yes. we have Murray Massenburg, yeah. which is also opening. There's just so much going on, then not it, to mention those yeah, renovations that yeah. you mentioned. Then a year after that, we're going to have a new DSA. Yes. Two years later, then we're going to have a new Jordan High School. Wow. Super excited about all these uh, projects that uh, we're putting in place for our mm -hmm. families. And our families should be grateful, and uh, we are grateful, and our kids, they deserve those facilities. Absolutely. There's nothing mm. like the excitement of a new yes. school on the very first day. And I'm a Lions Farm parent, so my child will <laughs> be, uh, will be lining up in front yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on August 29th um, to start that school year. And we know how special this is uh, for everyone, but this growth is really a testament to yeah. uh, the great things that are happening in Durham Public Schools and us being able to accommodate the growth that's happening in Durham. Sheena was able to share uh, the video of uh, this new school land farms and uh, a lot of my friends and the family members are oh, beautiful mm -hmm. looking at that tree in the middle of uh, <laughs> so they love it so um kudos to our board of education being visionary kudos to our county commissioners willing to open their bank accounts to make sure that uh dps get uh what they deserve i'm really excited about what we're gonna see as far facility wise in the next uh probably seven to ten years yes. that's great yeah and, you know, you talked about the fact that you weren't born here and education gave you that lift. Yeah. And the fact that as a superintendent, you have to believe that you have to come to work every day excited. Yeah. You take it home, but you, you also have to dis disconnect. Um, and one of the things that we found out, Dr. Mm -hmm. Mabanga, um, maybe several months ago was, you know, we knew that you weren't born here, but mm -hmm. I've had no idea how many languages you speak. And you talked about, um, you just talked to us about bringing people back into the fold and expanding. Um, this is a place where we welcome everyone. Um, you speak five languages, is it? Yeah, that's correct. Um, English, right? Yes. French. And uh, I will always brag, I say, I can write my dissertation in French as well. Wow. Uh, that's how fluent <laughs> I am when it comes to French. Yes. Uh, then there are three other uh, African languages that I speak, Swahili, Lingala, and uh, Kikongo. So yes. um, I kept up with all these languages, even though I left uh, the African continent more than 35 years, mm -hmm. but I kept up with all yes. these languages. So super excited. And I remember my years uh, even taking uh, GRE uh, for college or uh, grad school admission just to be able to have my French language. Yes, I had enough vocabularies 
pretty much to be able mm -hmm. to navigate um, those assessments. So very grateful for all those languages. Anytime I travel, I go to Paris. Yes. I can just switch and very fluent. Anytime I go to Africa, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll switch. Very fluent. So I'm grateful for all the languages. Durham is a good place. Yes. Um, good place. Uh, we welcome everybody. Mm -hmm. um, our families, we have our families coming from Pakistan, uh, Palestine, and uh, Africa and other places. This is the place. This is a progressive uh, community. And uh, we welcome everybody with our open mm -hmm. arms. And we make sure that they have everything that they need to have for them to be successful. So, great mm -hmm. community. So, you were just talking to us about... Um, all of the students, you know, and, and where they come from. I think there are over 110 languages spoken here in, in the Durham Public Schools. Um, we're just as committed to bringing staff here who belong because of the inclusivity that we espouse. So let's talk about that. We're in a very challenging time here, but we just left the new teacher orientation where over 200 new teachers were orientated to the DPS way. Let's talk about that and, and what that means for you as superintendent. Thank you, Crystal, for that question. Um, I always like to remind our viewer, our families and our stakeholders that uh, DPS, we are the third largest employer in Durham. Yes. I think Duke is number one, okay. IBM two, and then we are number three. We have about 5,400 employees. Mm -hmm. Not only we employ our teachers, we have other positions as well. Yes. IT, custodians, maintenance, you name it. It's a big organization. It's been a really challenging year on uh, the past two years with uh, COVID. And then we can see the trend nationwide how uh, universities are not producing enough candidates uh, to come in the field of teaching. So here at DPS, we're really trying to be creative, right? So we are working with some international organizations. We are recruiting teachers, even overseas. As a matter of fact, uh, some of our staff members, they'll be going to Jamaica in November to be able to recruit. And then they're going to be another group of staff members they'll be going to Honduras in February to be able to recruit. So we are recruiting internationally at the same time we have really to take advantage of the local university and partnership that we have. Yes. For example, Durham Tech, we have a middle college there, and we have some of our students that are graduating mm -hmm. with high school diploma and associate degree at the same time, trying to find a way to send them to NCC or other places yes. so that they can go get the teaching credentials and come back I probably serve DPS for four or five years, and most likely they're going to fall in love. They may stay uh, longer. So we also have to take this initiative of a teacher cadet. Mm -hmm. Make sure we start the pipeline with our high school students so we can matriculate them all the way to university. And also we've done really well with our teacher assistant group. Mm -hmm. And I think every year we're sending about 30 of them mm -hmm. to our NCCU. So... Some of them already had a bachelor degree, but they're going just to get those uh, certifications and all that. And then they'll come back and be able to serve our students. On top of that, uh, we just added a position of executive director for a person just in charge of recruitment. We really want to be aggressive to be able to travel across the state, across the nation, 
and be able to recruit the best that can come serve our students. At DPS, we are progressive, we are there for us. That's my message to anyone that's going to listen to this podcast. We are there for us, and we are inclusive. Everybody's welcome here. So, good place, and I'm not the one that's going to speak loudly about this. They can ask any of our staff members. Everybody's welcome here, and everybody's felt comfortable. This is home for any person that's want to come and impact our students. Mm-hmm. So love this community. Love that. Yes. So you guys, you've heard it first. You belong yes. here in Durham Public yeah. Schools. Yes. Uh, Dr. Mabenga said that so eloquently. Um, and because we're, we know how enriching um, all of these diverse ideas and mm-hmm. these different cultures that are coming and they're all coming together here in Durham Public Schools, we know how this will greatly benefit the educational outcomes for our students. So we're so grateful for that. And as we head into August 29th with our traditional students starting, what is the one thing that you want parents, families, and students to know about their first day of school? Thank you. We're excited Mm -hmm. to welcome all our students August 29th. First thing I'm gonna tell our parents, our schools are safe. We're doing everything possible to make sure that if we adults, in the building. They know all the protocols that we have in place to keep our schools safe. So Durham Public Schools is a safe place to be able to educate our students. I've been here for five years. I have not seen any major incident because of our adults being really proactive and our administrators being really proactive to make sure that we're taking care of our babies. Inside DPS is a safe place for our families. Number two, as much as we're talking about vacancies across the nation, I'll say probably we are roughly around 200 vacancies, but let's put this into context. We have about 55 schools. If we're talking about 200, we're looking at probably about four vacancies per school. It may be two core teacher classrooms positions. It may be two other positions as well. We have good plan in place. We have uh, retirees that are coming back. They're gonna fill up some of those roles. We have some teacher assistant that have a bachelor degree already that we're sending them to Central to be an NCCU mm-hmm. to get a credential. We're pulling some of them already to be able to cover those classes. We have a plan and I really want our parents to be really excited. Even the report card that will be published probably in the next three or four weeks, that's gonna tell the story. I was mm-hmm. really afraid that it was going to take us a good three years at least to be able to close the gap that was caused by the pandemic. Yeah. Surely not. I'm telling you, we're closing the gap quickly. Kudos to all our staff mm-hmm. members. Kudos to our principal. Kudos to our teachers. They're resilient. They've done a great job last year. We are narrowing the gap quickly. So our parents should be excited that our schools are safe. We're going to have adults in the classroom, qualified adults that's going to work with their babies. And we have a lot of support in Durham to make sure that all the babies, when they're in our buildings, they're going to be surrounded with love, emotionally supported. And one thing I'll say this to our families, time to times when we start school, especially the first week, there may be issues with transportation. That's across the nation. My advice to our families, grab the phone, call your school. My child was not picked up today. I promise them in the next two days, we're going to rectify the problems. We're going to work really hard to make sure that their babies don't be transported. 
first week is a week of adjustment because we have all these new rods and all that kind of stuff. They need to grab their phone. They don't need to keep their babies at home for a week and waiting for the bus. They need to call the school. We'll address that immediately. So I'm excited about this year. And it's going to be great just to see the work that we've been able to do last year in the middle of the pandemic, our teachers and students being quarantined, but to see the growth that we have experienced with our student learning, that's really amazing. This year is gonna be even better. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your yes. time today, Dr. Mubanga. We are excited too. And um, we hope you'll tune in for more episodes just like this, giving you a behind the scenes look of what Durham Public Schools is, who Durham Public Schools is, all the great things that are happening with our students and our staff. And again, thank you. And until thank next you. time, Durham and DPS families, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.